Dior Talks. Welcome to the Dior Talks podcast series themed around the seventh edition of Dior Lady Art and hosted by Paris-based journalist Katia Foreman. For this year's event, 11 artists from around the world have participated in a game of metamorphosis by rendering the iconic Lady Dior handbag as a unique piece of art. Today, on the Dior Talks podcast series themed around the seventh edition of Dior Lady Art, we connect with Françoise Petrovic, a contemporary artist who since the 1990s has produced one of the most powerful bodies of work on the French art scene. In this intimate exchange, Petrovic discusses her roots and the slow, organic evolution of her artist's journey outside of the classic fine art system. Adorning her bags are birds, a recurrent feature in her works as symbols of freedom and fragility. So pleased to meet you, Francoise. To begin with, can we go back to your childhood? Because it seems you knew very early on that you wanted to become an artist. Yes, it, very early, when I was around six years old, I said I wanted to be an illustrator, and that idea never left me. It was always pretty clear in my head. And you grew up in Chambéry, an alpine town in the south of France, hence your love of nature. Yes, it was not in a cultural environment, it was a natural environment, and it was a rather special kind of nature, because it's the mountains, so it's a bit wild, it's also a bit lonely. So how did you discover the world of painting? I discovered the world of painting through books. Where I lived was not very urban. There weren't really any museums. I really learned by reading, by going to the library and taking out books on art and artists. You are from a family of artists. I was curious about your roots, given your name. No, I don't come from a family of artists at all. My roots are Serbian. My grandfather left Serbia in 1914 and arrived in Savoie in France. So my roots are more peasant or working class, I would say. Um, what kind of training did you have? Did you go to art school? No, I never attended a fine art school. I have a background in applied arts, which is more based on graphic design, printmaking and books. So I was a little out of sync. I always regarded fine arts as a kind of holy grail, something amazing. But I didn't have that training. So how did your career as an artist come about? What was the evolution? The evolution was quite smooth and happened step by step. It didn't happen overnight because, as I mentioned, I didn't attend a fine art school. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a network either. So everything was slower and I was pretty much on my own. But I managed to build a network that was more solid and serene somehow. There was no competition as I was in my own little world working on my art. Afterwards, I started to receive invitations from galleries and museums, and things went from there. Yeah, I'm always really impressed by people who manage to break into the art world without necessarily having these networks that you may have when you take the classic route. 
C'est vrai. Yes, exactly. Things happen much slower. It's much less spectacular, but as a result, there's more of a horizontal base to get to this point. I think there are a lot of people who have followed me and supported me, and as a result, it's a network made up of more modest people and people who have clout, a very diverse network. And your parents, I believe they encouraged you to become a teacher, no? They didn't necessarily want you to dedicate yourself only to art. Well, my parents were smart enough to let me do what I wanted to do, and without even really knowing what that was, by the way. I left home when I was 15 to study applied arts in another city, and I never really returned home. I made my artistic life, but they had faith in me. In any case, that's all I could think about. It was kind of impossible to do otherwise. So you were very independent, very young. And for anyone listening who isn't necessarily familiar with your world, can you introduce it? So, it all starts with a drawing. My thoughts often take the form of a drawing. It's quite spontaneous and also crosses all the mediums that I use, like sculpture, video, painting. There's this exploration of line and form, which also reflects the precision of the drawing, which is recurring. And the thing that's most persistent, finally, is this in-between state. I talk about people who are not people of power. I also talk about people who have this fragility, the fragility of nature and the fragility of a body that is in the process of disappearing or dying. It is also about intimacy between people and the psychological reason that may draw us together. And what kinds of characters can we find in your universe? We were talking about nature earlier. Well, human beings have a strong presence. Youth, too. We also see a lot of female characters and young boys. There are very few men. There are very few figures of power. There are none, in fact, I believe. And what about animals? There are animals, too. I lived with animals in my environment. I grew up in the countryside, surrounded by animals. Mm. Are you a very disciplined artist? Do you have any rituals when you work? So, I'm not totally obsessive about it, but I prefer to work in the morning. I work by daylight to be able to work with the paint and the colours, and I like to work in silence. Right, so you never play music. Music is not possible because music has too much rhythmic force and so it induces a gesture, a rhythm. Drawing has its own rhythm, its own music and its own way of emerging, like a piece of writing. Music would take me where I don't necessarily want to go. And maybe you want to go into a zone where there's no distractions. Exactly, which is something I find quite difficult to achieve right now. It's getting harder and harder. It's something that used to be pretty strong, pretty easy. And now there are so many distractions. It takes some real effort. 
But when somebody mentions Dior, I immediately picture Christian Dior in his garden in Granville. I still have this idea of the origins of Dior. And at the same time, I also have a very strong idea graphically. It represents modernity. There's the nipped waist and then this sense of precision. I have the impression of something very, very precise, very strong and very sumptuous too. Have you ever visited Christian Dior's childhood home in Granville? No, I've never been, but I've seen a lot of pictures and I want to go there. It's something I plan to do. <laughs> Your work ranges from these large-scale paintings to small prints. So how was it adapting your universe to the small compact format of the Lady Dior. I approached the bag as an object, as a sculpture, you know? I also make ceramics. There are some very, very large ones that are monumental, and then others that I model by hand, which are quite small. And finally, I found this sense of solidity in the Lady Dior bag, something very sculptural. In terms of volume, I approached it like a ceramic or a drawing. Right. Um, were you already familiar with the bag? Yes, I knew it, but I've never held one in my hand and felt its weight. You know, the feel and the quality of the leather. That was new for me. And there's also the canage motif, one of the signatures of the Lady Dior. For your white Lady Dior, you reinterpreted the canage motif with painted lines. Was that using watercolour or...? What was the medium? It was ink. For the white bag, I wanted to approach it as a blank sheet of paper and revisit the canage motif. I pressed down on the relief of the canage motif, which helped me be able to imagine it as a sheet of paper. Then the bird goes on top, but it's integrated. It blends in. I wanted to create a strong sense of freshness with this bag, but one of fragility also. Right, and why did you choose the bird? What does it symbolise for you? I believe it's one of your signatures. For me, the bird represents freedom. It evolves in a space that is not ours, and so there is something completely free about it. It is a look that goes beyond us, beyond our own vision, which I find quite fascinating. There's the diversity also, and the fragility. The bird is very mobile, it's quite furtive, a creature we hardly understand, and that we see very little of. I like this figure, this furtive side of the vision. And the bird on the white bag was created in one take with a single gesture, right? Yes, it's good like that. This idea of unique gestures is also a signature of your universe. Gestures that stick. Yes, there is a transient gesture that becomes permanent on this bag. Since it's treated in leather, it feels more real, and that interests me. The tension between something like a quick gesture that ends in a definitive form. And how did you apply the bird on the leather? Well, they created this kind of bas-relief. I wanted the bird to protrude from the bag to look like an animal escaping. Did Dior use a screen printing technique? Yes, screen printing, exactly. However, for the canage motif I made on the white bag, I worked on a real white bag. 
Can you expand on that? Dior gave me a white bag and I drew directly on the bag. It was pretty enjoyable, I must say. <laughs> then there's the black bag, which for me has more of a rock vibe. Can you present that one? Well, here, the bird is on its back. It's a little harder in tone. I wanted to keep the canage motif, the classic side of the bag and the features of the bird. And so it is really all about the bird. It features these different blacks on a little white. I tinged the metalized charms with purple. When you open the bag, there is purple, there are colors. It's rock on the inside. I wanted to have a play of contrast between the inside and the outside. So there's a bit of a mirror effect on the inside? Exactly. It's a good idea to be able to see yourself inside the bag. It also speaks to intimacy, interiority. Yeah, I found the placement of the bird quite playful, the fact that it's lying down like that. I don't know if it's dead or not. We don't know. <laughs> Did you experiment a lot with the placement of the birds? Not really. The three ideas came to me pretty quickly. It was quite clear in my head, to be honest. Let's move on to the third bag. Okay, if you like. And there are these coloured stains, a bit like ink stains around the handles, right? Exactly. I wanted to play with diffusion, like my big works, which feature ink diffusion. I wanted to make it more like painting and have these kind of stains spread on the bag in an organic way. And here the bird features on the charms? Yes, and it's a little bit oversized. It's also a little more comical with more of a pop feel. Seeing as the bag has this small, cute side, I really wanted something that resembles a little jewel, something fun, with more of a fantasy feel. What inspired the choice of colours for the bags? There was a more artificial side to the one with a pop feel. So purple is predominant, whether iridescent metallic purple or with shifting hues. There is also metallic blue. I really played with the metallic possibilities of the colours and iridescent effects. With the black on the one that's more rock, I wanted to have more direct codes. For the white, as I said, I wanted to start with the drawing from paper and to have something more ethereal, a shade that is very bright and at the same time less dense. And this idea of transposing your universe onto these bags, was the process the same as when you work on one of your works? Well, in the end, I tried to stay as close as possible to the way I do things. Naturally, I didn't want to do anything that was too design-heavy or to be too impressed by the bag. I really worked with watercolour, as I usually do, using the same paper ultimately to remain as close as possible to my work. This is important. But at the same time, it's difficult to achieve. Yeah, I can imagine. Not to be overwhelmed. Exactly. Overwhelmed. And at the same time, not being in the position of having a commission that is distracting me. Right. And for Duoladio, every year they invite artists from all over the world. With you being based in France, did you get to visit the Dior headquarters during the exchanges with the team? What was the process like? 
The process was really pleasant, yes. I worked directly with the team. We met several times and I found them very attentive about the quality of the leather, the materials. I had complete freedom. We went back and forth with ideas. We were able to test things and I found them highly amenable. There was I thinking how terrible the world of fashion is, but this was not my experience at all. And as an artist who likes to work in silence, was it rewarding to have this exchange with a team? Yes, it was great. But I do sometimes work as part of a team also. I do videos and there are a lot of people involved for the big sculptures, although I am aware this is only for special projects. What was one of your favourite memories from this experience? Yes, when we talked about colour, diffusion and inks, I tried to find the same quality in leather and print that I have in my drawings. So there we were, really looking at colour juxtapositions. It was professional and, at the same time, very poetic, which I love. Mm. And what are you working on right now? So I'm opening a three-month exhibition for my engraved and printed works at the Bibliothèque Nationale François Mitterrand, which is great. After that, I'm invited to the Musée de la Vie Romantique in Paris, and I work for a piece themed around romanticism. For that, I got to explore the museum's collections, questioning the concept of the couple and romanticism. I'll only be producing exclusive pieces for that exhibition as well. To go back to your bags, what kind of mood or emotion did you want to create with them? There are three experiences here. The white bag is more of a day bag with a feeling of springtime with a cold, bright light. The bag you described as rock is more something you'd want to wear all the time that is simple and gives a twist to an outfit. And then for the small bag, I love it because it's a bit different, with more of a night feel. It's more for parties and times that are more pop. Just to wrap, can you conclude with some words about this experience for you? I really enjoyed this collaboration. I found it quite wonderful because there were almost unlimited possibilities in terms of the quality of the dialogue and the quality of the textures, the leathers, the canage. I also appreciated the way the Dior team listened to me. I like being able to push the level of craftsmanship to start from a drawing of an idea and make a bag out of it. There was no guesswork. There were no misunderstandings. It was a true dialogue with a perfect sense of rigour. Thank you for listening. To hear more of our rich exchanges with guest artists from the 7th edition of Dior Lady Art, visit the Dior Talks podcast series, available on all platforms.